I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, the only advice podcast that uh, really matters, but also isn't clinically right. So if you're here for actual help, you probably want to go talk to Dr. Drew or somebody else. But if you want to have a little fun and get some help, me and my dumb, dumb friends, you're in the right place. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> what, a, what an awful intro. But I have a, I have a comedian uh, here who uh, I'm, I'm a big, huge fan of and has someone who, um, you know, some of you folks might have listened to last week's uh, episode with... Uh, with uh, Ryan Corey Forrester, excuse me, Corey Ryan Forrester. And one thing we talked about is how he pivoted from doing stand-up all the time to doing online stuff. Now, my guest has uh, done some of the funniest stuff online that I've seen this year. And it was also a great comedian in his own right, uh, Brent Terhune. How are you, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Did I say the last name right? Yes, sir. My own family says Terhune and Terhune. And even okay. a tar hewn occasionally. So okay. I say tar hewn. Nobody cares, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, as, as uh, one of the club of people whose name does not look complicated, but everyone says it differently, I think you and I are, we've got that in common for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how, how have you been right now? Like, how, how are you uh, feeling these days? Okay. You know, it's, it's the same with, you know, I'm sure you talked about it with Corey Ryan Forrester, but it's one of those where, I'm used to being on the road. That's what I do. And then, that, you know, you have to pivot. So but it's been nice to be home. I don't know how you feel if you're like, yeah. I got, yeah, that's always like itching to be on the road. But like, either I'm on the road or I don't leave my house. One mm -hmm. of the two. And it's been nice to not leave the house. Yeah, I definitely reached that point a, a little while, while back where I, I'm just like, yeah, if I'm not going on the road, it's like, I don't, really want to go anywhere if i have a really close friend and they have a birthday or something and this is before all everything this year happened with the virus you know i would be like all right okay let, let's 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 go but yeah it's it's i'm the same as you i feel you know awful about what's going on but at the same mm -hmm. time i'm not hating being home all the time you know yeah i've said it on on different podcasts and stuff but i'm like besides the people dying I don't mind being home. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course. I and I. It's weird to say that, but it's like you got to make the. I guess you have to make the best of your particular situation. Yeah, I mean, we all have to kind of take care of ourselves, and it's 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 a rough year, not only with the with the with the virus situation going on, and then also with an administration that really couldn't give a fuck how many people die. There's also that. So like that. that it's one of those things we lose sight of. It doesn't matter, you know what 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 side of the aisle or how you look at it from above, below, within or without. It's like they did nothing, mm -hmm. it, nothing and, and, and didn't even have the, 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 the decency to be like, wow, we feel terrible that this is going on. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just like, hey, what do you, it was, it was kind of a, hey, what are you going to do thing? Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it just, I felt like definite, definite survivor's remorse mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I'm doing okay. And that makes me feel fucking horrible when I see all these people that are going into these jobs that they can't live without because mm -hmm. they have a family or, or whatever and getting sick and maybe dying. It just makes me feel terrible, man. 
You know? Yeah, and then you know, you and I are playing. You know, we we do this now. We do podcasts, <laughs> and it's like, you know, like it's like that. If I don't do this, the terrorist win type attitude. But it's also like, what are you going to do? Yeah. If you don't do the thing that you are, you know, are you supposed to? So. Yeah, and even even just you know a couple uh, moments ago where I was like kind of, you know, just dipping my toe into into the darkness or being like that. Even that, I start feeling guilty where I'm just like, this isn't your job. You suppose someone's listening to this in their car. They're supposed to be entertained. Fuck off. Yeah. You know? I mean, thankfully, you and I have have got you know the gift of gab, and we're we're pretty funny people and all that jazz, and we're using our gifts. Mm-hmm. But you know. Gosh, it is that thing. I mean, we were before we started rolling. You're talking about how you just played uh, one of my favorite clubs, the Comedy Attic, and mm-hmm. you're on stage with a mask on, which, God bless, but that had to be weird, right? Yeah, it was weird because then you know whatever you lose half your face. <laughs> so you know sometimes if I say something that it's extremely dark, if I don't, if you can't see the smile, then you're like, oh wow, like yeah. you just said something. And it's weird to be like I was telling you, it's weird to be on stage because I don't I don't want to be the reason that uh, this group has gathered. But also, if mm. if places aren't doing shows, then they're going to close. It's that because yeah. because like you said, the administration has not done anything. They've yeah. not even said put the cloth on your face. Yeah, like no, the yeah, bare God. minimum. You know? not even put the cloth on your face. I mean, when you said they haven't done anything, I I, I was thinking. You know, they haven't even, they've, they've given people $1,200 period mm-hmm. for the year, $1,200. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then there's no, what I thought you were going to say is that, um, that age package to help small businesses, specifically mm-hmm. performance spaces and restaurants. And of course they didn't do that. Yeah. If they're not just giving money to people for survive, they're not going to save a, 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 an art space. That's the <laughs> yeah. furthest down in the totem pole ever, you know, but you would, yeah. To your, to your point, exactly. And I'm, I feel the same way. It's like, I want to do everything I can selfishly so these mm-hmm. places will still be around when I'm there. But when you, funny, when you mentioned uh, it's, they can't, they they don't see half your face. Mm-hmm. There's a guy uh, at, a, at a coffee shop right near me who was saying like, when this whole thing kind of started, uh, he was like, yeah, I had, a, had like a distance hang with some friends and I hadn't done that yet. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. how was it? And he's like, pretty much sucked because we're all in masks outside in a circle and everyone's got beers you lift your mask to sip but then other than that you're talking and i can't tell if people are fucking kidding or not it was horrible <laughs> you know everyone yeah. had this weird waiting and they'd go oh you're kidding like it's mm-hmm. almost like we're they were aliens rele- relearning what sense of humor is you know <laughs> yeah well and it's for for a while you know you're not around anybody like i said on stage this past like i've not really been i've been around my wife and that's it yeah and I, you know i've given myself three haircuts wow <laughs> like, where <clears throat> thankfully i don't have a lot of hair to begin with but it was just a you know uh which i've never like just completely shaved my head because i've always had to be somewhere mm-hmm. but forever I was like i got nowhere else to be yeah. but that kind of weird behavior to not really talk to anybody now i'm shaving my head now i got all you know i'm doing all this stuff that you would think a crazy person would do right right yeah yeah we've all kind of had to to adapt to this weird thing and and, and kind of find find our whatever our our, our caveman like abilities might mm-hmm. be for for that sort of thing but it did the silver lining is it does throw into sharp relief what's important to you you know it's yeah. obviously you know you are uh your your wife and do you have any kids 
no kids, but we have cats, which is not go. close to kids. But <laughs> you're still keeping something alive. Yes, but it's kind yeah. of like that was a big thing for me. It was like, yeah, my wife, my kid. Like that's not that that's mind blowing and anything other than a, the, the plot of a, a fucking Disney movie or like one of those low budget Christian uh, features they put out every year that always has the same message. You know, yeah. there's more than football. <laughs> um, you know, it, but it is, it is that thing that just kind of made me kind of go focus in on that more. I always mm -hmm. knew that was most important, but just to kind of focus in on that, you know, like, so that, that, that kind of was, was my silver lining also on how important comedy is to me where oh, yeah. for years I kind of took it for granted. I would just, I'd go on the road. I really liked it, but it was just this thing of it. Sometimes I felt like a hamster on a wheel mm -hmm. and it's not because you're always writing new stuff or trying to at least mm -hmm. so it's you know it'd be it'd be one thing if you were doing a one-man version of like Les Mis mm -hmm. for 20 years that would break me but it's mm -hmm. not because we're always the great thing is we're goofballs so you know yeah you yeah especially in comedy you you know you could do a few weeks and you feel uh, beaten down or whatever but then you have that new bit yeah. that you say and that like you could you could do the rest of the show on autopilot which is not good but right, right. but then you get to the new bit and you're like oh now i, I you know yeah. now i can make you laugh with a new thought that is that is the one thing that i, I were you like me that during this it's just like i i gotta find the things to kind of be entertained by by uh by our president mm -hmm. you know because like when he would do rallies and they'd show clips I'm sure you were like me where you watched it from the perspective of a comedian mm -hmm. because I mean, I've done, uh, you know, zoom shows and they're, they're, they're not that fun and they suck. But, uh, one, one bit I would just toss off that made everyone laugh was like, I miss doing standup. The president misses doing standup. And that would always get a <laughs> laugh because then people go, Oh my God, he is, he is yeah. he, literally. That's why he does those rallies for the same juice we were we would crave mm -hmm. you know like when you when you uh are touring with your friends and your friends up and they're killing you're like hot crowd hot crowd this mm -hmm. is great like that's all he ever wants that's he's it. he's half comedian half pro wrestler yeah because then he says these things that are so outrageous that you're like this is wrestling now you know what i'm saying <laughs> Yeah, anytime, well, anytime he gets, I talked about, uh, about this with, um, with Corey too, about like, he's like, he's like, he's a heel who wants to be the good guy, but mm -hmm. he's a heel and he doesn't even have the, the, the decency to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm evil. Like a good <laughs> heel would. Yeah. You know? Well, even like in movies, the, a good villain doesn't think he's wrong. That's true. You know, that's a good point. Like he's think, point. he thinks he's doing the right thing, but uh -huh. then like, if you just it step back and you're like, I don't think that was the right thing to do at all. I, I, the amount of times I saw him like a clip from one of his rallies. It's not like I watched his rallies. I don't, <laughs> wasn't that entertained by it, but like when I see a clip from it where he would, he would just, he'd be ki killing with the stuff they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And then he would start complaining about how he's been treated and he would just lose them. He'd mm -hmm. lose They're all just staring at him, just waiting. But then, and it's the same thing when you're, you know, doing stand up and you're like, God, I'm doing so good. Let me, let me try this thing on that only I like. Mm -hmm. And then it just eats a dick and you're like, yeah, all right. But he would keep pounding because his ego won't let him let it go. He's like that. 
that comic who just does a joke that's not that's just not landing and mm -hmm. they start getting madder and madder and madder at the audience he's you like know, the it, guy that chases the closer like if you've ever worked with a guy that and his bits are not uh two minutes a piece it's like oh if you didn't like this 10 minutes then i'm gonna have to start this other 10 minutes and you're like oh come I, on i gotta i gotta kill i gotta <laughs> i gotta get a great dismount mm -hmm. so i'm just i just i just have to all right let me start up another bit I, I'm, yeah. you know, <laughs> please don't please. just say that we're, we're happy you're here but we would like to leave now this show has been going for two and a half hours all yeah. the we've had a lovely evening you're you're you're, you're not ending that well but everyone was still we're still going to clap just as loud mm -hmm. just just when you just because you're saying good night that's when I did a show one time with a comic who's famous for bumping people I won't say his name but um it was like i was the host and then there was another comic and then the feature and then the headliner can i ask and, how long ago this was um four years ago maybe okay because it's like i think i every every couple of years there's that person mm -hmm. and it's like there's and there's a ton of them there's no mm -hmm. one that i'm like it's this person for sure it's this person for but like just for me you know <laughs> i'm sure yeah. You're whoever's listening is, is like fucking say it but it's say like, it no, uh that's for the patreon listeners i don't know if yes. you have a patreon but uh <laughs> but i so i like i was supposed to host and then he ends up bringing his own people so i'm doing like five just there the club's like okay you can be on the show then the, the other two comics go on and then i bring up the headliner and then every show i would just leave for like an hour and the club that I was working, there was literally a shared a wall with a rock club. So I went next door oh, and God. watched a full concert of of a headlining act of a concert. And then I came back and he still had 30 minutes left. And you could just see people walking. And they were like happy to be there. But they're also like, man, I like this guy, but not for that long. Like, no, you know, how long do you want your favorite movie to go on? You know? Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, I think Jerry Seinfeld nailed it when he was just like, he's like, I have you know, three minutes mm -hmm. where, you know, like before they start going, come on, man, do something funny. You know, like mm -hmm. your, your fame, the, 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 the love people feel for you does not, does not get you very far ever. Mm -hmm. You have to perform, you know, you have to perform well every time, but like, yeah, that's it. I mean, I knew a guy, I remember, I remember playing a club in Orlando and they told me about this comic who I won't name either, mm -hmm. but he would go for so long that, uh, the second show would start like an hour and a half late. And then those people would be, and then he would go so long that by the time he got on stage, they were, it was almost like, like one or two oh. and cops would come and take everyone's drinks because of liquor laws. They'd <laughs> like take a prohibition them. Yeah. drinks that were paid for prohibition would kick in at like one mm -hmm. or one thirty, And it's like, you can stay, but you don't get to drink anymore. And people well, are like, what's the, yeah, they're like, I've been in line for two hours for mm -hmm. no reason. I was standing up for no. And it was like, and I, and I asked about that guy at a couple other clubs. Like, yeah, he does that here too. And I was just like, I don't, I don't did get that, it. Did that comic require a new pair of shoes every set? I think, I think he did. Okay. He did. That you and I are not talking about the same comic, but I do. I love to hear whether it's comics or not the outrageous demands of certain mm -hmm artists and yep. i think that guy was like yeah i gotta have a new pair of jordans or air force ones before i walk on stage yep 
I think that I think that was one of his one of his quirks for sure. And you know, he's a popular guy, so Yeah, you know. I mean, you make enough money, you can ask for whatever you want. Yeah, the the shoes thing. If I was a club owner, I'd be like, I got your shoes ready. I got shoes yeah. for the early show and the late show. Mm-hmm. We sold through the roof. Your audience yeah. parties, they drink a lot. Great. Mm-hmm. You know? But it'd be that thing of like, I feel so bad for my patrons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To make it make the people that are here to see me on purpose wait. Yes. Or just lose the re- lose the rest of their evening, essentially. Well, and also full circle, you know who was leasing, leaving people on the tarmac. Buses are coming. Yeah. Thanks for coming. They're going to bust you back to the parking lot. And then never, never like he'd fly yeah. away on Air Force One. Oops, I gave away the name of that comic inadvertently. <laughs> but then, then, and they're just stuck there. And it was like, I couldn't even, you know, dredge up the, 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 the schadenfreude to be like, ha ha, mm-hmm. you know, MAGA idiots. I was like, oh man, they're, yeah. they're out there freezing. Yeah. And the cornfield. And they're, the people will be like, he's great still. And you're like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it's just like, isn't there one person that's like, hey, you know what? Fuck him. Nope, <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Well, we did. We deserve this. He's right. He's right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, your your video about the, when you, your guy who lost his boat mm-hmm. on the, that was so funny. If, if you're listening to this now, folks, you got to check out Brent's video after the, after all those, um, Sailing vessels and uh, uh, on Lake Travis and, and uh, like Austin area. Yeah, Lake Travis. Yeah, they where they capsized and sank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, waving Trump flags and stuff. And you just you did a video as a guy who'd lost his boat. Yeah, and S the SS Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of those ones you just list. You like that's such that's so good. Fuck this guy. Uh, Fuck you, Brent. <laughs> well, thank you. No, you know uh, what I mean. No, it is with yeah. so much something that's just like you're like, oh, that's good, man. That's and that's that was good. one of those where like sometimes, and if you're not familiar with what I do, it's you know, it's it's satire. Like if you see a guy rant in a truck, it's that style, right? But you know, obviously, I don't mean it. And that's one where sometimes I could work for days on a certain video if I know the topic is coming. But that's one I saw it and it, like with these types of videos, you got to hit it quick. Yeah. As you know, cause there's another thing that happens tomorrow and not, it might even wait till tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So oh, I put that together and I was, you know, sometimes you're really confident about a video. You're like, man, this one's going to be the one. And I, for that one, I was like, okay, this is fine. I, and then I, and then it went, you know, it was super popular, which was great, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was never it anything I try. I was like, Oh, this is going to be good. You know? Yeah. It's not, you, 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 you never know what's going to hit in it. And it's just, which is kind of why you got to stay malleable as an artist. It's, it's mm-hmm. the same thing as when we're doing stand up. You'll, you'll have this thing that's like, Oh, this is going to crush mm-hmm. Then I know this line and nothing. And then yeah. you have some like throwaway line and it'll kill. And you're like, it's, it's that weird thing where I've done enough like contest shows where you're like, this is my set. I'm going to stick to my guns. And then you go up and you're like, ah, I either I'm too tight and they can tell or, or then you're like, maybe I should pivot and do something else. But they're like, no, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. I, I but that's like, you, you never know what to actually do in the moment. You just, I guess yeah. you just got to feel it, but you do. But that, uh, that's why I hate contest shows mm-hmm. as a rule. You know, on the one hand it's like, yeah, I get it. And it does. I can't deny more people will come probably. 
because mm-hmm. it's a contest. Who's the greatest? But yeah, it's like at the subjective art. Like. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, but but it's just because you get so in your head about and do you do a set you've done to death, like mm-hmm. a like a late night set, and you're like, I hate these jokes so fucking much. I you know, I when I when I moved when I moved to LA, I got here first and then uh Kyle Canaan came a month after me and and uh and we got a, we had a place together and I remember he he was doing this um he was in some contest where it was like down to 10 guys or something mm-hmm. and it was like at the uh oh fuck what's that what's that stupid club on the Sunset Strip not it's not a comedy club it's a um it's a rock club but not oh. like a fun one like the Rainbow Room that's or, the one I know or the whiskey you know, yeah I forget what it is but you know it, 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 it it's kind of got that air of douche not like of, of rock and roll just like mm-hmm. oh this is a coked out dance club for some reason yeah. they had it in there and i know i know chris fairbanks was one of the other people on the on the mm-hmm. uh, on the list and <laughs> kyle kyle did that thing of i think jimmy kimmel sponsored it or something but kyle did that thing that was it i think the, the prize was you get to go on kimmel or something mm-hmm. so kyle just decided to open with something he just thought of and it did not land. And so he's just mm-hmm. like digging himself out the rest of his oh, yeah. 10 minutes. And he, you know, he, but he was just like so mad at himself that he felt like he fucked it all up and you know, he didn't win, but then he got himself in and out on the way home to like, you know, soothe his, his, his pain and salve his wounds. And he got home and he walks in the door and the bottom had greased out so much. It just went like all his food <laughs> went all over the carpet. So it was like this, fuck. One you know. thing after another, yeah. That's <laughs> just. But yeah, but then but at I, that point, you get either you just have to laugh. I I yes. would laugh because it's like, God damn! At that point, you know, it's it's a lot of times this year it's been you could cry or laugh, mm-hmm. whether crying is metaphorically or not, and you're like, oh, I might as well make a joke out of this and get something out of it. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's 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 funny. It's not even laugh to keep from crying. It's like laugh to stay sane. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just been just a year of just, of just, uh, uh, are you feeling anxiety? Well then why not? No, you have to, we all feel anxiety all the time now, all mm-hmm. the time now where yeah, someone even mentioned that like, you know, feel how you want to feel about Biden one way or the other. I definitely have a lot of problems with that guy, but like, he's not going to just call a, a fucking press conference or throw a rally every like five minutes. I really hope that he adopts lamestream media, that term. I really want Joe Biden to say that. <laughs> and be chuckling like he made it up. And yeah. like, people have, have said that a long time, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah. That's the one thing I do want to carry over is the term lamestream media. So quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want him to I want him to stay lame. I don't want him to be exciting. Just like no. fucking put put some some good programs through please and <laughs> yeah i and it's like uh there was a comic i don't remember his name but he's like if the flight is boring that's the best outcome <laughs> <laughs> that's really it that's really it well can i ask you brent do people have in general and i ask everybody this mm-hmm. do people ask you for your advice friends or otherwise yeah, probably friends. And, you know, my, my go-to in my life is my wife and vice versa. We, you know, we yeah. tend to like, you know, I don't think that's unique, but it's like, I'll ask her opinion on stuff and vice versa. And then uh, just close friends, but uh, I've never done like, uh, ask me questions and I'll give you advice. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to give you the wrong advice, listener. Perfect. 
Yeah, because is you know everybody knows and they're calling in to not it's not we will we probably get at least one pretty serious one, mm-hmm. but it's usually like someone that's just like, hey, if you got anything, you know that's that's what I love about it. It's just like pressure is so off, mm-hmm. and occasionally we'll get one that's just fucking bananas, and that's great too. So well, and a lot of advice anyway, and stand up in general is you know to find out that you're not alone. Yeah, like art in general is like, oh, other people feel this way? At least I, I don't feel as bad. I'm not the only one, you know? I'm remembering this. And it's it's still one of my favorite little little side uh, stories. Real quick. Uh, another comic who, who shall go unnamed, mm-hmm. but who has a pretty big ego, uh, was uh, back in the premium blend days, okay. which is kind of even before, not before my time, but like that was the first show I was like, ooh, I'd love to get on there. When mm-hmm. I was starting to be like, oh, I'm an actual comedian where you're, you mm-hmm. have to you reach that point in your life where you're like, yes, I can say this because I've done it enough. So anyway, supposedly this guy was on and, you know, it's it's a it's a juiced up crowd. They've been warmed up. They want to laugh. It's not if you got decent shit, it's not going to go badly. So, yeah, everyone, everyone in the it was like five, six people, everyone crushed except this one guy. And. It's evidently after the show afterwards, he's backstage to everyone going, weird crowd, huh? No, I thought they were, didn't you think they were weird? And everyone's like, uh, you may, uh, maybe, man. You know, mm-hmm. no, one, no one wants to smash him and be like, no, they were great. Yeah. You, you were so-so or whatever. You know, like there's that, just the fact that he didn't, and we've, we've all been there, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always like, huh, what did I, oh man, I got to check. Instead, in, but instead, just projecting onto every other group. Oh, yeah. Well, and the, obviously the guy, I, either he is or isn't, but is not self-aware. Like, that's the biggest thing in comedy is just to be aware of who you are in your surroundings. And how oh. could you not watch the whole show and you're the one thing that stood out, you know? But, you know, I, sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe it was them. You always want it to be not you. Totally. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes it is. And then you just kind of laugh it off. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the first caller, but like one of my favorite things was my friend, uh, Mick Betancourt, who was like one of the first comics I started out with. He went up and just, just did terribly. And he walked by me laughing. It was like, do you see what I just ate? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it was just, it was like immediately like, oh, he's just going to laugh it off. And that's how mm-hmm. you should be anyway. But yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so uh, with that said, let's roll the first call, Renee. Uh, hey, Matt. Well, I love the show, by the way, first of all, I want to say that. Um, so I have this weird question. I, I don't know how to say this, but I no longer uh, uh, give money to the homeless. Um, and I feel bad about that. Sometimes I feel like a jerk. But uh, one night I was I was waiting to get on the train to go home. And I had this crazy homeless person uh, come up to me and just start yelling in my face for no reason. I didn't know what was happening. I kind of put my hand up and said, hey, back up. And he punches me in the nose. And, uh, you know, and I ended up um, getting getting him to apologize for that. But I still felt really bad, you know. And now when I see homeless people on the street, I don't even go near them. Uh, If they come up to me to even try and ask for money, I just shake my head and say no. And uh, am I a jerk for that? All right. Well, anything you can do to help. Thank you. Bye. Oh, wow. Jesus. That 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 had more twists and turns 
than any story I've heard in any in 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 recent memory. First off, dude, thank you for calling. Um, I'm sorry if that happened to you. Um, uh, but uh, Brent, I'll let you take first crack. What do you think? Yeah, well, the the twist was, you know, because obviously you give somebody money. There's that possibility, and that's not all all homeless people. It's like, oh, they're gonna go buy drugs or booze or something. But it's also like, maybe I was gonna buy drugs or, but you know, maybe that Greg you know. Geraldo bit. They yeah, spend money on drugs and alcohol. It's like that was what I was gonna spend it on. <laughs> yeah. How can I judge? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I get you know to get punched. Obviously, you know, there's something off yes. with that guy at least. Um, and I was. I guess I I was raised Catholic, so I went to Catholic schools. Not no longer Catholic, by the way. But one of the things I think I remember from schools, at least, if you can't physically give anybody money, what I at least try to do when I walk past a homeless person is look, make eye contact, and acknowledge. Because so right. so many times I've done it where you just walk, you like, there's the guy right to the left, gonna keep looking, right. and that guy's still a human being, right? You know. Um, so I, at least you can acknowledge them and give them that dignity. But sure. to get not give homeless people money, I get it too. Sure. You know, because sometimes you don't have it. And then some, you know, I don't know what you would do in that situation. I bought people food. Yeah. Just so you can, you know, here's, I cut out the middleman. Yeah. No, it, I mean, I think first off, there's no shame in not giving a homeless person money. The, 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 the caller basically came from the position of, I don't really do it anymore and I feel bad, but it's like, but you did it for a mm-hmm. while. And it's like, you're right there. I think the best way to do it, to avoid the whole, is it drugs? Is it what this, that, or the other, definitely buy them a sandwich if you have time mm-hmm. or, you know, ask first, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, I, I don't want to say there's no right and wrong. It's just kind of, it, it, how much are you helping? If you mm-hmm. just give someone a buck or two, um, I think it, it's one of those things that I sometimes do, but I will say not often, more often than mm-hmm. not, I'm like, sorry, but it's like, I do. I'm like you, I make a point to kind of look at them and give them a nod. And mm-hmm. cause that's, that's, that's the biggest thing about homelessness, uh, is it dehumanizes you in the eyes mm-hmm. of everyone else. I do like, like the fact that you don't really hear that as much in comedy anymore, where someone describes something as like, oh, he was homeless, dirty, or like, you look homeless. Like it's all mm-hmm. this thing of, which I always just feel like. Don't you understand how we're all a hair away from that? Oh like, yeah. You do you really think you're that far removed? And it, especially now, where I like that we're using the ter- terms like the unhoused, you know, because mm-hmm. because homeless has such a rough connotation to it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Short answer, caller. I I don't think you should feel bad, and I'm really sorry you got assaulted. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's. I can't remember a time it's been, it's been worse in our country in terms of homelessness. It's just, it's, I, I, you know, like, wh- where do you live, Brent? Where Indi- in the country? Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. So you get a lot downtown, of course. Right. But then, then you'll, you know, what you didn't see a few years ago is now you'll see certain intersections where you get the guys hanging out or whatever with the signs. And then you're like, oh, that's not good. Cause it's, like you could watch it move neighborhoods. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I will say there is, uh, there was a big thing in Portland when I was, uh, even back when I was just like bartending there and stuff, uh, where that's, that's where I grew up, but there, there'd be really young, you know, hate to say it sound like a 80 year old man in the sixties, but able-bodied 
young white people that mm-hmm. were like, you know, hey man, you got a book? And it's just like, hey bra. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that's heroin. Yeah. You know, because you would be like, hey, I work at a restaurant. I can get you any, look on the menu, man. I, I have a, I have a, a, a comp tab. I can just get you a sandwich. I'd rather buy my own food. Like, yeah, shut up, dude. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's just that thing. I, I did think of this today. I don't think I've talked about it on the show. But when I was in Iowa City, um, driving to a gig, uh, uh, there were two. There were two homeless people. Where there, there's an old there, there's an old homeless black man and a younger uh, homeless white guy, and he wasn't still wasn't that young, probably like forties. But the white guy's yelling at the black guy. He's like, "Hey, man, this is my corner," and I'm like, "Look, man, if the old black person." shows up I, I i'm gonna give my money to him i i think you should move yeah it's fair not to judge one person's level of uh of uh, uh oppression and and uh and 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 lack of resources but i hate to say it you're younger and you're white so yeah i think you should move <laughs> yeah and it's Obviously, also that weird thing to call dibs on a public corner you know well and the old guy wasn't even really acknowledging him he was just looking at people passing and kind of. He's probably been through that, you know. If he's been homeless for a while, mm-hmm. where you just don't even, you know, I don't know. He's tuned it's... out. He's tuned out the disdain. So I'm sure. I'm sure he's tuned out the rival homeless man. Mm-hmm. You know for sure. But, but yeah, thanks for calling, dude. I, I, I don't think you should. You should be down on yourself. You sound like a good person. And again, I'm sorry you got punched. That's well, yeah, and even the thought you're like, should I feel bad? That's it. You know, at least when you're questioning stuff. Yeah. You you at least show some sign of morals. You know. Yeah. What I'm that's it. You know. That's like you know, questioning is half the battle. To paraphrase GI Joe. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> Renee, <laughs> Renee, uh, roll the second call. Hey, Matt, this is more of a question, and I'm trying to figure out the math. Um, cool. Uh, the average guy can walk, you know, about four miles an hour, and the average uh, grocery store is like a mile away from my house. Why is it taking my dad 18 years to come back with cigarettes? I- I'm still trying to do the math. Anyways, thanks. Bye. You know, I appreciate a stupid joke. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's I, – I don't – it's and I will say this for anyone listening, just like – I don't, you know, I don't think I have anything good or interesting to say to call. Just exhibit A. That guy just called yeah. to make a really stupid joke, and I don't fault him at all. I don't give a shit. And that's the kind of joke that it's not like a "Hey, knock knock," where you know it's coming. Yes. That one you could slip in on somebody, and then that if you surprise me, then I'm laughing. I wish, and he did. He got me, but I kind of wish. Not to be like, let me punch up this joke, but I kind of mm-hmm. wish it wasn't like, because it's always the dad left to get cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wish he would have switched it up and been like, you know, when my mom is coming back with her new boyfriend or, or you know, or, or like, uh, you know, uh, when my 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 girlfriend is going to, you know, uh, st- uh, 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 stop exploring life in the Caribbean and fly <laughs> home to me, like or whatever, you know, something that you, the list could go, you, you and I could sit and make a list of things uh, 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 an, an idiot, you know, would just would miss in terms I've, of. I, uh, I used to, and I still will try this bit and it's just a one line, but, uh, I was, my, my dad wasn't the greatest person. So my brother and I would always joke like, when are you going to start smoking? 
Like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we wish you would. I mean, I, uh, Tom Papa had this, he did a pilot and I, I auditioned for it. And I remember re reading the script and being like, this is such a great idea. But it was about a, a longtime road comic who decides to take more time off from the road and be with his family. And his mm -hmm. family's like, not about it. They're like, why? Our lives are great this way. We, mm -hmm. don't, we don't see you that often. When we do, you bring us shit. Why? Why do you need to be home? You don't have it. Your job is out there. Mm -hmm. What do you, you know? I was like, that's, you know, it, did, it didn't go to series or anything, but I was just like, oh, that'd be so funny. Well, even yeah. this pandemic, you know, my wife and I got married last October. Oh, so wow. at the time of this recording, it's, you know, November, but we've been together for, you know, six or seven years already. So, um, but our, it was weird because we talked about our relationship is based on me going. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and it, you know, we're, we're both the type of people that enjoy the alone time. So yes. even cooped up together for months on end, we, we were at least aware enough to go, okay, I want to go in that room. Right. And you can go in here. And that way we won't murder each other or fight yes. or, you know, totally. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, my wife, uh, travels a lot or traveled, um, and not as much as me, but we would mm -hmm. just, we would, we were kind of like two ships in the night mm -hmm. when we, when we were back in town at the same time, it was like, Oh, this is great. But now it's thankfully this, the, the quarantine has not been terrible on us, but it was like, mm -hmm. there was a time when I was like, I don't, I hope this doesn't fuck everything up. You know. Yeah, well, then you hear all the, the statistics of, you know, oh, so many people. But who knew how close they were to that anyway? This was right. the thing that just pushed them. Oh, yeah. And the last thing you want is oh, two unhappy people to yeah. be unhappy together, you know? Yeah, I got a huge kick out of um, all the stories of, 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 of men who wouldn't help around the house. Mm -hmm. like these women who are writing it like Dear Abby and stuff and were exasperated because these guys are just like, well, but no. And it's like, but you're not working, you know, mm -hmm. clean out the garage or, you know, uh, 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 mop the floor, do dishes. Like, and they're just like, uh, mm. like you, you know, they had, they were just like, I've got to pick this lock somehow. I've got mm -hmm. to find, there's gotta be some secret door I can go through and not do the fucking housework that I've been making my wife do for all this time. And I just, just hearing those stories just made me laugh where it's just like his wife is going to leave him. So he just has to, and mm -hmm. he's just going to bitch like a spanked child. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't bear to take 20 minutes out of my day right. and vacuum and fold the towels. Uh huh. Yeah. It's just, but I don't want to. Yeah. Um, well, it's because you're a grown bitch. Yeah. That's, and you're a baby. You're like, a baby. Just yeah. do something. Yes. Oh, well, thanks for the dumb joke, caller. All right. Yeah. One more call. Let's roll it, Renee. Hey, Matt. Uh, Russ here. Um, big fan. Um, just wanted to ask about um, keeping some weight off this year. I know that you've um, lost a lot of weight and you look great. And uh, I actually was able to um, lose some weight uh, during the, the uh, quarantine after uh, the first month of just eating and drinking way too much every day and staying inside. Um, but I uh, was just wondering what, uh, if you have any advice for 
keeping things to a dull roar over the holidays uh, with the stress and, you know, now not traveling to see parents and family and uh, just kind of more excuses to uh, eat and drink way too much and um, mm-hmm. just curious how to uh, not become a fat bastard again for the rest <laughs> of my life. So uh, thank you and uh, take care. Thanks, Rob. And I'm, I'm going to let you hand – I want to lay out for this whole question because if you're watching the video version, you know why. Because I'm <laughs> fat. <laughs> but you don't look terrible. You're not someone that's like, oh, yeah, this person's very unhealthy. You don't strike me as a really stridently unhealthy person, though. I try not to be. My, I've had it in my, in my act. I'm like, as long as I can remain that redheaded guy and not that fat guy – then I could, you know, as long as I'm known for the red hair and not the fat. Yeah, for sure. I Well, it's like I, I lost some weight, but only because I just started exercising. That's kind of what my thing was. And then it like, it kind of shrinks your stomach down a little bit. And you just don't eat as mm-hmm. much. I still eat crap. Don't get it twisted. And I definitely, uh, to the caller, like, I definitely gained weight over the quarantine. It's not as visible and it's starting to go down a little bit, but my wife and I drove across the country and it's just like, it's not like I was exercising. I was loading a, a, a bassinet in and out of a, a car, but that was it. And carrying a baby mm-hmm. around. But like, you know, I think it just comes down to it's just like to, to my quick answer that, that came to mind for the caller is just like, just, just try to exercise at least every other day. And when I say exercise, watch a, a YouTube video and do like, uh, 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 a boot camp class or a dance class or something that makes you sweat and builds up a little bit of muscle. So you have metabolism to fight the inevitable, you know, uh, heavy food and, and the alcohol you're going to consume. It's just like, that's the only way. Cause if, I feel like if you just, even as we're cooped up, just all you do is go, I'm just counting calories. You're going to snap. Cause you're oh, not, yeah. you know, you're just gonna, that's at a certain point. And to, to your point, you find some exercise, to, you know, I don't know why I'm giving this advice, but that you enjoy. Like yeah. I got a, a bike, a new bike, like one that actually fits my body, not the one from when I was a teenager. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is fun. And it doesn't feel like exercise, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or I had these quarantine walks where you're like, okay, now I can listen to my shows, which are podcasts, you know? Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Just get the blood pumping and, and, and do something. Yeah, that's that's even better advice. Don't do something you don't like because you won't mm-hmm. stick with it. You need to have something that, I mean, I, I like stuff you can kind of zone out to and lose yourself with, you know, and be like, oh, we're done. Great. Yep. You know. Oh, the episode's over mm-hmm. and I'm headed back home already. We did when we were in uh we were living in um, Massachusetts for a month with the in-laws, with her in-law, my, my in-laws, her parents. And we did a couple Pilates classes and I realized why I fucking hate those classes is because you, you can't lose yourself. It's you're in the moment, every second of every minute going, wow, this, this really sucks. This -hmm. is great for my, my musculature and my limberness, but I hate this. I hate this so much. So (laughs) it was almost like that old saying of like, uh, uh, there's a man walking and he's beating himself with a stick and a woman stops him and says, why are you beating yourself with a stick? And he goes, it feels so good when I stop. It's almost like that. Cause mm-hmm. like when you're done with it, it's just like, thank God that's over, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So I wouldn't be like, Oh, try that. Like 
it works, but you won't, mm-hmm. you know, you won't stick with it. So I, I, to the contrast though, I will say that I, I do uh, DDP yoga, not often, oh. not as much as I should, but Join I do. The and, page for those of you who aren't yeah, the fans. former wrestler. Sure. Uh, and it's not something I like to do all the time, which is what you're saying. But also right. I do enjoy that the workout, it's like, I know this is 30 minutes. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's not, because I don't know how long, I'm sure your classes were probably an hour that you were doing, which I was uh, like, I would depends. be like, oh. Sometimes just 30. Okay. I, okay. Even 30. But I can, but it's also one where I, I know this is done in 30 minutes because before I would go to the gym and that's up to me yeah. and it's it's like i gotta put it in this hour and it's like no you don't have to mm-hmm. you just do whatever you want but at least when i know 30 is done i'm done yeah and the great thing about those 30 minute ones is they can make it as hard as an hour would be mm-hmm. you get done in in less time you know so yeah so hope that hope that helps caller appreciate it so brent before i let you go is there anything you want to plug right now yeah, I, I do a podcast with, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know, Ryan Niemiller. Yeah, totally. Uh, he got third on America's Got Talent and another guy named Johnny LaQuasto, who before he yeah. was furloughed was on uh, WWE as an announcer. Yep. And he's still heavily involved in wrestling. So we do a podcast called The Cafeteria. Uh, it's out every Friday, but uh, this, I don't know when this will come out, but this week's episode's already out. Uh, so... But yeah, there's a whole catalog and they're evergreen episodes, so it's not time sensitive. Oh, that's what everybody needs right now too, mm-hmm. which is which is perfect. So, dude, it was a great time, man. Thanks for coming on the on the show, and I I hope to see you out and about when things get <laughs> a little more normal. You know? Agreed. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Of course. Thanks for listening. This might help with Matt Bronger. You need advice or want to ask me a question or whatever, just leave me a message. Three two three seven six three zero. 228. No ask for advice too stupid. Once again, 323-763-0228. Thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.